Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing, and thank you for joining us today. If you have any suggestions or would like to email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Again, that's my contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Today, we're talking about taking control of your health. Oh, that is why we are here today about how you can become your own healer and your own teacher of health. This is, if this scares you, don't worry. If you're willing to learn and apply what you've learned, you will be in the best of hands. We are literally hundreds of naturopathic doctors, knowledgeable, gifted natural healers and others who are qualified to teach you. And we have got one of the best in the world with us today. Literally, he's from living over in Australia and we've got him with us today. And that is cowboy Don Tolman. He is a naturopathic healer from Australia or the land down under. Don has studied the wisdom of the ancient globally for 17 years Knowledge, his knowledge gleaned from libraries, arcane collections, museums, etc. Don emphasizes that our ancestors understood how to live lives based on physics and nature of elements of our bodies that are they are composed of the natures of elements, elements of our bodies. That was good. The wisdom he has shared with people has healed and saved thousands of lives. That's why they call him the Indiana Jones of the whole food medicine. Don believes that people can avoid about 98% of surgeries and all pharmaceutical drugs. He has hundreds of testimonials from people who have the courage to take care of themselves, their friends, and their loved ones. And we're going to be hearing about some of that today. I'm super excited about that. And along with Don, we have one of my very best friends. Alicia Blickfeld. I'm so excited to have her here. She's got quite the story to tell. Alicia is a classical crossover singer whose album Of Light, Escape to Another World, recently reached the number 13 spot on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Ooh, I just got goosebumps because I remember the day that hit. That was so excited. She has been twice nominated for the Utah Music Award, has been featured on the Meridian Magazine, ldsliving.org, Classical Crossover Magazine, and latterdaysaintsmusicians.org. She is the author of an amazing book called They Said I Would Die, A Journey of Self-Healing, which describes her journey from stage three breast cancer to complete eradication of a whole food-based lifestyle. This is quite the journey. You guys are going to love listening to this. Alicia's a go-getter, and she's the driving force for a light of the world. She stands for truth and is a true disciple of Christ. Her music is streaming on Spotify and iTunes, YouTube music, and other sites. Again, you guys want to go on there and listen and look for Alicia Blickfeld on all those different genres. She is so good. You're going to love it. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube music, and other sites. You can get her album of light on her website at aliciablickfeld.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. B-L-I-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com. And her book, They Said I Would Die, is on Amazon.com. You are definitely going to want to read that. And I know in just a little bit, Dawn's got some books out there too, and we want to be able to hear all about those too. So also, we are just really, really thrilled to have you guys on here with us. So please welcome Dawn and Alicia to the Vitality Health Show. Don got up nice and early. I tell, I, he tells me he's up early all the time anyway. So <laughs> welcome all the way from Australia and welcome from Northern Utah. We're super excited to have you guys on here. So we're going to go ahead and start. Don, tell us a little bit how you got into this, how you got the name Cowboy Don, number one. Number two, how you're known as the, as the Indiana Jones of health and healing. Oh, yeah. It was, it's been quite a life. <laughs> I was uh, I don't know why, but uh, I was born a natural vegetarian, and my entire family, my mom and dad and brothers and sisters, they just loved 
murdering animals and cutting up their dead bodies and cooking it and eating it. And I couldn't stand the smell. And my dad was known as the Great White Hunter. And he was in oh. Film and Stream magazine four times. Oh. And I couldn't stand the crying and the screaming of the animals around them, watching their parents or babies being murdered and everything. And I just couldn't take it. So my family literally thought that I was just the stupidest idiot on the planet. Wow. And they said, you got to eat your meat to get your protein. And I was healthy. I was fine. I was actually stronger and faster than both my brothers. <laughs> and I just said, no, no, no. And they literally tried to force me to eat it. And my mother, every Sunday, because they would cook up this huge roast, she Sunday would make roast, yeah. sit at the kitchen table Sunday night in front of that meat. And if I wouldn't eat it, I had to sit there till midnight. And she would come out at midnight and say, okay, go to bed. <laughs> and I did that for months. It was ridiculous. And I, I couldn't understand why they couldn't just let me eat what I wanted. I couldn't understand it. And anyway, I was actually raised in a little town uh, in Utah called Salem. And uh, all of my friends belonged to the Latter-day Saint Church there, and our family didn't, but uh, they would come over to my house every Sunday and knock on the door, and they, my friends were all dressed up in some kind of suits and ropes <laughs> around their neck, you know, they call ties, and they'd say, do you want to go to Sunday school? And I say, no, I go to school five days a week. Why do I want to go on Sunday? <laughs> and I'd say, no, thank you, and I'd shut the door. And they did that every single Sunday for like four years. And one Sunday, I looked at him and I said, okay, I'll go. <laughs> so I got on my bicycle and they were on theirs. We traveled down the hill. We went to the church. We went in. My friend Melvin, his mother was the Sunday school teacher. And she read the first chapter out of this gigantic book. I'd never seen a book that big in my life. <laughs> and later I found out it was called the King James Version of the Bible. <laughs> but she read that chapter, and that chapter just absolutely blew me away. I was like, what? And it was a chapter about four boys, young boys, that were put into an encampment by King Nebuchadnezzar, and he said, you got to eat these foods. You're going to be here for three years. I want you to learn all the knowledge and wisdom of our age, blah, blah, blah. And those four boys refused to eat the meat. And he said, you've got to eat it. And they said, no, can you just give us pulse to eat and water to drink? That's all we need. And so the general that was put over him and watching over him, he said, okay, that's fine. We'll do it for 10 days and see how you look. And the story says at the end of 10 days, they were stronger and healthier than any of the others. And so he took away the meat they were supposed to eat and let them have pulse and water every day, along with other veggies and fruits for the three years. And when the king comes in and interviewed all the boys in that encampment, he said, those four were 10 times smarter and better than any of the others. And I couldn't believe that story. It was like, what? That's cool. They were vegetarian like me. <laughs> and I asked her when she finished reading it, I said, what's pulse? And she said, I have no idea. <laughs> I said, what? Why did you tell us about it? She said, well, because it's in the Bible. And I said, well, how can I find out about pulse? And I was just a young kid, you know, yeah. and she said, well, the bishop knows everything. I can have you go and talk to the bishop. And I said, bishop? And she goes, yeah, I'll, I'll show him to you. And so as the class was over, we walked out and she took me up to this bishop. And she said, he wants to know what pulse is. And the bishop looked at me and he said, listen, I've got a few things to do here. If you'll get on your bike and ride over to my house, 
and he told me how to get there. He says, come on over in about three hours and I'll pull out my uh, dictionaries and Bible stuff. I got lots of books about the Bible. We'll find Paul's. Just come on over to the house. And I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> and so I went over to his house and he pulled out all of these different concordances and all these different things about the Bible. And he went through all of them for about two hours and he finally closed them all up and he looked at me and he messed my life up for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, it's obvious no one knows what pulse is. But I can tell you're so passionate about it that if anyone could ever find it, it'll be you. And I looked at him and I said, are you serious? He said, Yes. I said, wow. wow. So I left. And um, I just kept thinking about it. And I went down to the highways and stuck my thumb out. And I hitchhiked to different <laughs> little cities around, you know, the Utah area. I'd go into libraries and I would, you know, ask the people sitting there that take care of the libraries to please help me find what Pulse was. And they'd go around, pull out books, nothing. And uh, anyway, when I was 16, I couldn't take living with my family anymore. Mm -hmm. My dad was a hard alcoholic, and he would get so mean and angry. He would literally smack us kids, and even when we were young, pick us up and throw us down the staircase into the basement. I can't believe none of us wound up in wheelchairs or something. And he was always beating up my mother and her face would just bleed. And us kids finally went to her as we got older and said, look, you've got to get him to leave. You've got to get him out of here. And so she finally did. But anyway, he came back six months later. And so I left and I ran away from home and I jumped on trains without them knowing I was there so I could get to the next city. Mm-hmm. And I went to, um, you know, the edge waters of the ocean where crate liners were there. And I'd ask the captains, if I clean up and help you, can I go with you to the next landmass? And da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I'll try to keep this a little shorter, but I literally went in to all of the libraries, the museums, the ancient and arcane collections, all through the United States and other countries. And I was looking for pulse. That's what I was looking for. And I could never find it. And I literally looked for it for 17 years around the world. And I finally gave up and I came back to the US. And it was so fascinating. I met a guy at a soup and salad bar just north of Chicago and he was a billionaire and the place was packed and the only chair left in there was sit right across from me on the table and this guy comes up and says "Uh, do you mind if I sit here and I said no go ahead and we started talking and I asked him what he does and he says what do you do and I said "Uh, do you always ask a question before you answer a question (laughs) and he said do you You know, we started laughing. Anyway, the guy was a billionaire, and he owns the largest privately owned collection of ancient and arcane collections. And he had huge bins out in his backyard of 10 acres, and they were full of all of the ancient stuff that he had purchased, that his father had purchased, that his grandfather had purchased. And he said, we're getting ready to hire eight people to come in and help open up all of this stuff because the building is finally built and it's got glass all over the, you know, the shelves and everything so that we can see what we have. And he said, how would you like a job? And I said, I want to do that. Uh, I want to do that. He didn't know anything about me. And so anyway, I started going into there. Long story short, a few days into it, I found a papyrus scroll rolled up in a glass container and I knew not to pull it out because if you don't know what you're doing, those things are sold, they can fall yeah, apart. Crumble. But I was digging through all the packaging and all of a sudden I found a 40 page document that was a translation 
of the papyrus scroll. Oh. And I pulled it out and I started reading it. And all of a sudden, two pages into it, my eyes were tearing up. And I'm like, God, is this about pulse? And I read that whole thing and it was about nothing but pulse. Oh. It just blew me away. I couldn't even believe it. I finally found pulse. Oh and my, there was, there was, you know, don't you love how this works? You were supposed to be in that restaurant at that time, the only chair available, and he sat down. I mean, he's a billionaire. He could probably own all the buildings if he wanted to and have his own chair sitting there somewhere, right? But he needed to take you on this journey. So we're getting ready to take our first break. Wow, it goes so fast. I want to just listen to you all day. But we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we'll finish up where that's led you to because of that incident and you being able to, even the things with your father and everything happening, it's all led you on this journey to end up helping hundreds and if not thousands of people really literally save their lives and change their stars. So everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And you just had to take a long time to get there. But wow, look at what you learned. Oh my gosh, this is so great. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. You want to hear the rest of the story. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy that you're here. We are visiting with Cowboy Don Tolman and recording artist Alicia Blickfeld. And we are talking about his amazing journey of learning how to heal the body naturally. And we've just been listening to an amazing story. So we're going to go back to Don for a second and let him kind of tie it all together of why he's doing what he's doing. And then I want you to hear Alicia's story because this is, this is how we've been brought together. And this whole show is about hope and healing and boy, I'll tell you right now, we're sitting right here with two people that have got amazing, amazing stories. Well, three, me too, because I've, I, we're, we're just all here and my husband's sitting here and we've all been recipients of these two amazing people and what they have gone through. So Don, let's go ahead and start with you again on this before the uh, next break. And we'll t- do a little bit of your story and then in- get into Alicia's story. Beautiful. Yeah, what absolutely blew me away about finding Pulse, that whole process of going through and reading all the ancient arcane records, which now isn't even available to any of the public. Vatican City sent people in to collect all of them up and take it to Vatican City and hide it from the people because they didn't want the people to know the wisdom of our ancestors and what they taught about healing the human body and just embracing the physics of nature and the plants. We have 98% of the same DNA as plants. 
and plants are the healthiest things we can ever consume other than fresh air and water and sunshine and walking, things like that. And what they taught about healing was just absolutely amazing. And that the body can heal itself of anything. And they taught the signatures of foods, the signs of nature. And the ancients understood it. And it was fascinating because anciently, the healers were women. Women are the creatrix of life. And women can see and smell and taste and hear things that most men don't. Women will go, what's that smell? And us men go, what smell? I don't smell it. <laughs> and they are just so wonderfully ahead of things. And they smelled the flowers and the plants and the different things and understood the sacred geometries of them. You cut a carrot, it looks just like a human eye. It looks like it has a pupil and an iris radiating lines. And the ancients taught it's good for the eyes. And today, in their studies in laboratories, they know it's absolutely true. A walnut looks like the brain, and guess what? They now know they were right. It targets the brain. A tomato is red like the heart. You cut the tomato in half this way. It's got four (laughs) just like the heart. And And it was just so fascinating for me to learn all of the ancient wisdom about how to heal yourself. And so anyway, I've been a public international speaker and teaching this stuff internationally around the world for 52 years. And Tell us your book. Tell us your book, Don, and how to get hold of you. Because I know I know all of our listeners out there, I always tell you, and I should have told you at the top of the hour, get your pen and paper ready because you're going to want to take some notes. <laughs> so get it out there. And why don't you go ahead and tell them how to get hold of you? And I know you've got some incredible books out there. We want to be able to plug those as well. Yeah. I've written a two-volume set that weighs 12 pounds or six <laughs> kilos, wherever you are in the world. And it is, I think, one of the most fascinating books you could ever get and have the wisdom of our ancestors. And I called it the Pharmacist's Desk Reference, but spelled F-A-R-M, Pharmacist. Oh, Getting pharmacist. Back to the garden and nature. And oh, so you I are clever. That. And if you want that copy, and I finally did a volume three, and volume three will absolutely blow you away because it shows photographs of all of the body organs and the foods that target those organs and heal them. And it goes on and on. But I have three volumes. And if you go to dontolman.com and don't go to Tolman Self-Care, that's people that have ripped me off and they're using my stuff, sending people images of me and things I've written. And they make my products, which are the ancient recipes, which we make in the United States. It's all organic, non-GMO, but that's on DonToman.com. And they make the products and named it, but they don't even do it properly. And a lot of people are buying their stuff and thinking it's me, and it's not. It's not. There's nobody like Don Tolman. So just remember (laughs) DonTolman.com. So let's let's take that and we'll um, say that here in just a few minutes. But I do want, I love what you said, how everything in your body can be healed and repaired and regenerated if you put the right tools in there. In my hyperbaric clinic for the last eight years, that's exactly what I tell my clients. Put the right tools in your body and your body knows what to do with it. And that is, and I I watch it happen every day. It's awesome. And and for me, you know, being able to watch Alicia's progress and what she has gone through. And I've known Alicia for many, many, many years. We're very young, but for, for, (laughs) for, for, for as many years as as young as we are can be, but Alicia, I would love you to just tell your story because it's, it's been a fascinating journey to be part of with you and watch you and see what you're doing and where you are right now. So go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about your story. Sure. Um, well, as many people who who discover, I guess, that they have some sort of a cancer, I found a lump in my breast, and I did nothing about it for nine months. It was pretty sizable. Um, it was about the size of a key lime, if you could kind of see the way my fingers are. Um, 
pretty good size. And I did nothing. I said nothing. I just sort of thought about it. I knew enough to know that typically cancer is slow growing. And I, I knew nothing about what Dawn has taught today. Um, I just knew nothing. Um, and I was really nervous about it, of course, but I didn't do anything. And I'm really glad I didn't do anything for a while because it created this benchmark for me. Um, nothing changed. The, the size of it didn't change. Nothing changed. And then for whatever reason, I got this wild hair one day and decided that I was going to make an appointment with a doctor and go get it checked out. When I went and got it checked out, um, I was simply only going to do um, an ultrasound because I knew that was a non-invasive process. And I was like, you know, I don't I don't want to do all this other stuff. Um, I had I hadn't had family members and different people that I knew and loved who had gone down uh, the usual treatment route and it never looked good. And so in my mind, it was just not a good place. and I didn't really want to go there. So when I ended up in this this office at this clinic, the technician um, did the ultrasound and he freaked out on me. And he's like, you've got to do this test. You've got to do that test. You've got to do, you know, x-rays and mammograms. And he started just panicking almost. And so his his increase in feelings transferred to me and I was like really nervous. And so I heard myself agreeing to all of these things that he said um, and I, I agreed to do to do those things. Um, and then I, I was just kind of flustered and I didn't know what to do. Um, you know, by then, I guess I had told my husband, the poor guy had to wait about three months, though, before I told him anything. And then um, anyway, long story short, trying to keep this condensed and organized. Um, the, the diagnosis came back. We sat in the doctor's office and she's like, you've got cancer. And I looked at my husband and my mouth just dropped open because in my head, I'd sort of shifted my thinking to it's just this or it's just that. It can't be cancer, right? I live a healthy lifestyle, or at least I thought I did. And um, the doctor kind of got the cue that we needed to talk. So she excused herself and left the room. And I turned to my husband and I said, do I have to do anything that she just said? Because she just laid it out there. Chemo, radiation, surgery all this stuff. I was blown away. And I looked at Mike, my husband, and I said, do I have to do anything that she just said? And he, he said, nope, it's your body. You can do whatever you want. Hmm. And it was like, I just took this deep breath and it was just like this relief flooded over me. And we went home and um, we discussed it. You know, he, he gave me a blessing in our church. We believe he put your you know he can put his hands on my head and give me a blessing in the blessing he told me to listen to those who love and care for me he said if you do the things that you feel like you're supposed to do it will be eradicated and so I'm like okay I can I can work with that I can work with eradicating it I can work with listening to those who love and care for me a few weeks later I went back to the doctor again because the last test results were in and we sat there and we were talking the doctor was like, I do chemo, I do radiation, I do this, I do that. And I heard this voice in my head that said, she's lying to you. She doesn't love and care for you. Mm. And I'm like, okay, thanks so much. See you later. I never went back. And then I started looking. I was leaning toward the healthy thing, but I didn't know enough about it. Um, and I didn't know anyone that knew anything about it. So I started asking around and I, you know, talked to a couple of people. I didn't tell more than 10 or 12 people about my story at all, about what was going on with me, um, because everyone has an opinion. And it's like, as soon as I give them an opinion, they're going to tell me, well, I do this. Well, you know, and I, I ventured outside that little circle of people and two or three people said, oh, my niece has got cancer right now. She's doing chemo radiation. Her hair is falling out and she's really sick. She's throwing up. And I'm like, shut up. Why are you talking to me about this? Why are you telling me your terrible stories? You know, and I was I was really uh, highly emotional, I suppose, at that point, And I didn't want to hear all of those things from everyone else. So the few people that I did tell, um, one of them was my good friend, Danica. And she said, hey, my mom knows this guy. Um, you know, my sister used to work for this guy. And I'm like, well, who's the guy? You know, it ends up being Dawn. And we were introduced. We sat down. We talked to him. He laid it all out there, all this stuff about what um, people used to know and what we don't know. 
and all of this lost information, all the things that you've already heard him say. And it was like all these little things in my head were sparking and tingling. And, and yet I was still fresh enough with everything that I had been learning, medical as well as natural, that I wasn't ready, I guess, to completely accept his advice. And, and so I, I still did nothing for a little while. A year later, um, things started to advance. Um, oh, and I, let me back up real quick. When I was in that technician's office and he was doing all of those tests, the one thing that was my personal undoing was a biopsy. I didn't understand at the time, but later after I recognized within weeks, the, the tumor that had stayed that one same size started changing and I realized something had happened. So I started looking up the things that I did. I looked up mammograms excuse me, I looked up x-rays and I looked up the biopsy. Well, the biopsy, um, there was lots of people on blogs that were talking about what the biopsy did that it created issues with tumors and it made them grow. And I'm like, crap, did I just shoot myself in the foot? Did I just ruin all my chances to overcome this thing by the choice that I made to do that? Um, and then after that, like I said, I met Don and Don's laying it all out and I'm telling him what I did. I told him I did, did the, the biopsy and stuff. And he's like, you know what? I'm just really grateful that you pulled back. You pulled back. We can work with that. And he starts giving me these protocols and these ideas of things I can do, you know, and um, I, I did like straight juice fasting. Um, I went vegan after I started coming back into eating foods. Um, you know, there's so much to the story, but long story short, it got to the point where the tumor was literally pushing through the wall of my chest. And I called Don one day and we're talking and I'm telling him what's going on. And, I, you know, just it, I was freaking out because the skin was pulling apart on my chest wall and I was bleeding and it's just a sordid story. I won't go into all of it because it's it's pretty rough. <laughs> anyway, but he's like, you know what? Those are just capillaries. I've seen this before, blah, blah, blah. He sends me this picture of this woman who has um, the same kind of thing. By the time I sent him the picture of what was going on with me, the tumor was sticking out of my chest about an inch at least. And he sends me this picture of this woman who has the same kind of thing growing on her neck like this, yeah. like this cauliflower under her chin. She, she's like this and she can't drop her chin. And then he sends me another picture of him and another woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. She's smiling really pretty. And he's like, that first woman is the same as the second woman. That was her dealing with this kind of thing. This is her healed. And he starts telling me what he had told her to do and how she healed. And my mouth drops open again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're talking salt. You're talking honey. He's giving me all these things that we have around us. And I'm just blown away by, by the result that this woman had. And he's, he's telling me, pack salt on that thing. Get some good salt. Not that iodized crap, as he calls it, but good salt. You know, go out there and find some good sea salt, which I did. And within days, I watched the tumor die. It turned, sorry for the graphics, it turned dark. It turned like a scab. The top started sloughing off. So I just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it, um, and, and was watching this tumor die. Um, the pain was horrific. I won't kid you about that. And I was taking some ibuprofen, I think it was, and telling Don how bad the pain was. And he's like, Alicia, pain medication causes pain. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so, wait, what? Yeah. Go ahead, Stephanie, because I know you're down to time and we can finish the story in a minute. <laughs> I was just going, wait, what? Also, because I know I've heard you say that before. And yes, we're down to our, oh, this goes by so fast. We've got so many things to talk about, but we will come right back. We've just got a few minutes here on this break for our wonderful sponsors. Thank you to New Life Ventures for sponsoring, as well as our other sponsors. Make sure you go check them out. We're going to take a big breath and get back into the rest of this story for the last segment. So join us back here in just a couple minutes. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. Wow, this has been such an amazing show. I think it just is, I've had tears. Those of you that have seen me, I've been wiping them away because this just hits home because Alicia's one of my best friends and to, to know what she's gone through. No oh, goodness gracious. Anyway, to know what she's gone through and to be part of this with her and to know what that she's had Dawn in her life and Dawn has just stepped in and helped helped us with some some health issues just the last couple of weeks and the stories he's telling. But I want to get right back to Alicia. Let's finish up your story. And then Dawn's got some other things he'd like to to add. And oh, I wish we could go for hours, but go ahead, Alicia. Okay. Well, um, the pain got so out of control. I, I mean, I did get the ibuprofen conquered, uh, at least down to just a couple of pills there toward toward the the culmination of everything that was going on. Um, I went cold turkey for a couple of days. Don't recommend that. That was horrific. <laughs> I decided to back down a little bit, and that worked way better. Anyway, um, the pain from the tumor just got out of control. And I ended up in the hospital anyway. But when I got there, they did all their tests. They come into the room. The, this one guy, um, the doctor comes in and he's like, well, the cancer's dead. There's no more anywhere else in your body. But we've got to get this out because your blood is turning septic. It's decomposing inside your body and you're going to die from sepsis. And I said, okay, let me think about it. I picked up the phone immediately and I called Don. Don, this is what's going on. What do we do? And he asked us our opinions and how we felt about things because he's a huge proponent of following your heart, which so am I. And um, we said, well, we feel like we need to do this because this is what's going on. And he said, I agree. You know, I understand. Um, So anyway, I ended up doing the surgery. They got the tumor out next morning or excuse me, it was in the afternoon. This doctor comes back in and he's like, everything went really good. You lost a lot of blood. Um, we'd like to give you a transfusion. And I knew immediately that I wasn't going to do that. So I said, I said, no, I don't think I'll do that. You know, and he's, he's like, oh, well, okay. You know, so he leaves the room. Um, I I remembered something that Don had told me earlier when the tumor was breaking through my chest. I bled a lot. I lost a lot of blood and I had asked him, how do I fix this? How do I replace the red blood cells? Those are the ones that are slow. They don't, they don't come on that fast. So guess what? I called him and he told me again, and it was grape juice, the natural good kind and farm eggs. I know that sounds really weird, but I mixed it up and I drank it. Um, And then I drank it again one more time before I went to bed. Um, My husband had to run and find those things for me and bring them back to the hospital. So the phlebotomist comes in at 3 a.m., takes my blood, 9 o'clock in the morning, the doctor comes back in and he says, I can't explain it. You're not anemic anymore. 
And I'm just thinking to myself, I can, but I'm not going to tell you because it won't matter. You know, I knew I knew my audience. I knew it wasn't going to make sense to him. And my blood count was up. Everything was good. I finally got healed um, and I was back on my feet again. Five months after that, I got run over by a truck, broke my foot, cracked my pelvis in a number of places, broke a couple of things and done. <laughs> this is what just happened, you know, and <laughs> just kind of feeling through and discussing what needed to happen. I decided to forego surgery, although they wanted to come in and put plates and screws and all that stuff. I decided not to do that. I told the doctor, I said, is there is there anything displaced enough that I can skip, you know, I, that I that, that I can skip that, that I don't have to do the surgery. And he's like, well, no, you'll heal. And I'm like, well, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> and he's like, shaking his head, like, wow, I can't believe she's going to do that. But you know what, I healed. And, and I've learned that my body does know what to do if I just give it what it needs. And so, yeah, I did write a book about it. I, I Shameless plug, I'm going to show the book to you. It's on Amazon. But they said I would die because I had three different doctors tell me I was going to die. And um, in one form or another, they told me. And I decided I wasn't going to just go down that road because it didn't, it just didn't feel right. So gratefully, Don came into my life. We've been wonderful friends ever since. Every time I have a question, he's there for me. So I owe him everything. And every time I meet somebody that needs something besides what is being offered in mainstream, they get funneled to Don. He's the one that knows everything. And I'm so grateful. I love him. He, I will always love him. I'm so grateful for him. So Perfect lead into Don. Take it away, Don. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia. Gee, it's been such a blessing in my life to literally help thousands and thousands of people to cure stage three, stage four cancers, type one diabetics. They can be no longer diabetic within 30 to 60 days. And I've had hundreds have the courage to eat the foods that do it. But anyway, it goes on and on. But what I wanted to share with you was the ancient healers, those ancient women that Hippocrates and Socrates and others finally learned from those women. And then they decided they wanted to be healers too. And they got out there. The wisdom that they taught is that there's only one disease that can exist in the human body. And if you go on the internet and look up how many human diseases are there, depending on the website that comes up, it's going to say anywhere from 17,000 diseases, 26,000 diseases. They say there's 7,000 rare diseases. If you're ever diagnosed with a rare disease, just hold on to your wallet and leave. You don't even have it. They're looking for guinea pigs to test drugs and surgeries on. They're just looking for guinea pigs. And that's true. And I even have doctors now that have quit their careers because they came to my base camp for health and learned the wisdom of the past and they've quit. And it's fascinating, but there's only one disease and that is chaos at the atomic level that leads to chaos at the molecular level that leads to chaos at the cellular level. And when enough cells are in chaos, you feel it as a symptom, a sign or a signal of a discomfort in the body. And it's telling you there's a problem here. And the ancient wisdoms knew wherever it was in the body, and that's what you were feeling, which foods to eat and what to do. And even fasting on water or juices speeds it up. But uh, that could go a little too long. But the thing is, there's only two causes of disease in the human body. You're either deficient or you're toxic. That's it. Mm -hmm. Toxicities and deficiencies create that in the body. And so many people eat fake chemical crap foods and drinks, and they don't even realize what's going on. And I studied the etymologies and the historic understanding of words and where they came from and what they originally meant. And if you look up the etymology of cancer, it means rot and decay. And they taught that when you eat the body of a dead animal, within 72 hours, it's rotting and decaying. And when you eat that body, the cadaverines, which activate the dead body to rot, activates in you, and that's called cancer. And so anyway, it's interesting. When it comes to the breasts and things like that, 
about 99% of the lumps that are created in breast are the bra straps that women are wearing. Over the shoulders and under here, it blocks the drainage canals of the lymph nodes, which are supposed to drain. And it blocks it, and they're the number one cause of lumps. Well, let's get rid of them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm for that. And when, you, and when you go walking and your breasts bounce up and down, it opens up the flow so that it drains. Wow. And so when you walk like that, men love to see it. Yeah, so don't, don't walk with a bra on, right? Okay, yeah, 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 walk without a bra. Walk without a bra. Um, but anyway, the ancients taught there are two forces that exist throughout the entire cosmos, and it's actually how the body operates. And they knew that the cosmos expands and contracts over millions of years, expand and contract. And those were the two forces of everything in existence expansion and contraction even galaxies expand and contract even planets going around a sun expand and contract when they expand we go into a cold freezing time when it contracts we warm up global warming isn't mm. caused by cows farting that's <laughs> God, it's because we're in a spherical, not an elliptical orbit. And it's so interesting. And so anyway, you come into our planet and the atmosphere expands and contracts. And that's the seasons. When it's cold, the atmosphere contracts. When it's summer, it expands. The oceans expand and contract. Your body is built on those same two forces. Your muscles, everything in your body, all 10,000 trillion cells expand and contract. And so look at your hand, expansion, contraction, expansion and contraction. Your legs <laughs> expand and contract. Your heartbeat is expansion and contraction of the heart. You blink your eyes, expansion, contraction, and the Speaking of expansion and, and contraction, yeah. sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, at the, when we just before we came on the air, you were telling us about your accident. And I, before we get done here, I, I, I've got, I, want, I wanted to spend hours with you, but before we get done here, would you mind sharing that? I think that's really important for our audience to hear what you have just gone through. Oh, I would, I would love to do that. And um, yeah, but the power of the body to heal itself and what to do, the seven principles of health, having good, clean, fresh air, having clean water, having sunshine, walking every day for at least 60 minutes, and then real foods, which are fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and grains. They're healthy and they are our medicines. And then uh, the other thing is our relationships, to have healthy, loving, kind relationships. And the seventh principle was passion, the passing of ions, meaning when you do what you're passionate about, you're going to lift and be healthy. And so they taught to embrace the seven principles and you'd never have a disease. I have never been to a doctor in my life, except when my mom made me go when I was a little kid. and. Um, I've never had the flu in my life and I haven't even had a cold for over 45 years and I'm 74 years old and I just feel good. I feel young. I'm happy. And, um, but what happened was, uh, I live in Las Vegas when I'm in the United States and of course I'm from there, but I was walking through an empty parking lot after going into Whole Foods and getting some avocados and tomatoes and greens and things. I come walking out in this empty parking lot, six o'clock in the afternoon, and all of a sudden, wham, a car hit me from behind and flipped me up. And I flipped over the car and smashed into the pavement. I don't even know how long I was laying there. But when I woke up, there was just pools of blood all around me. And I'm like, whoa. And I tried to stand up and I couldn't use this hand. It was too painful. And I tried and tried and I finally got up and I walked to the house and went up into the room, laid in the bed and laid down. 
And I laid there for nine hours, but when the sun came up and the sun came through the windows into my room, I painfully, got, I was in excruciating pain the whole night. I got up, I walked into the bathroom, I looked into the window, and my eyeball was swollen that big, mm. and blood was running out of this eye. Mm. And my hand You've was... only got up. two minutes. I'm so sorry. Let's get to... I, I oh, want you to tell this whole story, but... Ugh. Yeah, I was supposed to fly to Australia because I was going to speak in eight cities. So the only reason I went to the emergency hospital was to get in safe to fly document. So I went into there. They did MRIs. They did scans. They did things. Anyway, they all came out and they said, you've lost the vision in your eye. We're going to have to remove your eyeball. We can put in a glass eye or you can just wear a, a mask or, you know, a patch when you go out, whatever. Your hand, all of the bones are shattered in the carpal bones. And they showed it on the screen. They were just shattered in little pieces. They said that will never heal. You got 13 busted ribs and your ankles, knees, and hips. And there's nothing we want to do there, but we got to do this. And I said, okay, look, look, look. I've got to go to Australia. Please just give me my safe to fly. I'll have the doctors do it in Australia. And of course, I was lying to them, but they gave me the document. And look at you now. Yeah. Eyes work, hands work. 30 seconds yeah. to wrap that back up. He was just showing us his hands and his eye, and, yeah. and you did this all naturally. Yes. I drank carrot juice, a liter of carrot juice, and what I call Kabbalah juice, carrot, apple, beet, apple, lemon, apple, yep. which is an ancient recipe. I did all of that. The vision in my eye came back within eight days, and I oh did sun gazing in the morning, sun gazing in the evening. I tried walking even though it hurt. I took my organic cold press uh, CBD oil, which we make in the U.S., and we sell it on our dontolman.com site. And thankfully to all of that, it got me through the pain and healed me. I was completely healed. Hallelujah. We're down to our last few seconds. Don, I want to hear all the rest of that. Please go on to dontolman.com, you guys, and hear the rest of his story. He's got so much on there. And make sure you look up aliciablickfelt.com. Also listen to her music. We will be having you guys back. Sorry, prepare. um, (laughs) Because we've got so much more to tell. So thank you so much, everybody out there for listening. Oh, we've got so much. If you've got any questions or comments for me, remember to email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and be happy and healthy. Thank you guys, both of you. Thank you. Consultations, just so you know. Anyway, sorry. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 